You're listening to Trade Entrepreneur, the show for business owners by business owners. I'm your host, David Sudworth, and welcome to this week's show. It's good to have you back once again. We're now into August, and August is a month where the headlines tend to get dominated on certain days by education and qualifications and pass marks and GCSEs, A-level results, all those things. And it's always an interesting time because in our house we have three teenagers and uh, some of those will be getting results. And obviously with the whole debate around education, it's always quite um, an interesting time. My wife is actually a teacher as well. So we have quite, um, it's quite a high um, topic in our house. Uh, And I have my own views about education as well. And uh, I want to share a few of those today because I think it's important actually that we look at um, the the opportunities that education can provide. And also, not just when you're a teenager or in your early 20s, but even going forward, you know, if you've been a business owner for 10, 20 years, you can still very easily get some um, mileage out of revisiting some qualifications, doing bits and pieces and, uh, you know, night school or online courses or whatever. I think the, the the idea that you stop learning when you leave formal education is probably one of the biggest myths around. And I, I also think it's probably not a very healthy uh, thing to think because you, you that kind of implies a closed mindset. So um, today's podcast is going to be about education, about, you know, it's going to be aimed at school leavers and college leavers, but it's also going to be aimed at business owners as well, because I think there's a there's a, a lot of stuff which actually falls between all those three, all those three elements. So um, a bit about myself, because I think it's important you understand where I'm coming from. I left school 26 years ago with uh, A-levels. I really excelled in foreign languages and English language and English, English literature. I was disinterested, to say the least, in all the rest of the subjects. So things like maths and science, um, technology, I wasn't particularly fussed about. I, re- I just really, I, I knew what I was good at and I really enjoyed that, but stuff I really wasn't good at, I just didn't really pay that much attention to. And and to be honest, I'm a bit like that these days. <laughs> I think I've, I think I mentioned in a previous podcast. I looked at some old school reports from when I was about twelve or thirteen, and it all the comments that teachers made, pretty much the same comments you could apply to me today. Uh, I think the idea that kids suddenly be, uh, have a personality transplant when they turn to adults. I I think more than not, the seeds are sown quite early on, early on in life and you may have certain characteristic traits which change, but generally speaking, your you, the um, the the bones of it, if, if you like, are, are certainly formed within your your younger years. And they, they always say, you know, show me a boy at, at 12 and I will show you the man. And I think that's I think that's fair, fairly, fairly accurate. So uh, I went to college and I did uh, foreign languages and I did uh, English and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I probably had an idea that I probably would want to be an interpreter 
or work with languages. Uh, but I always kept English on because I was always interested in 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 journalism, in marketing, in in public relations. And when I got to university after I've completed my levels, I decided that actually um, journalism was a path that I wanted to go down. So I, I, I went and got a degree in uh, journalism and management. Uh, the management thing, funnily enough, was a complete. It was like I had uh, I had to do a combined honours degree, so it was like, uh, oh, I'll do management because it looks easy, and I don't know what else I want to do, so <laughs> I'll just do management. You know, it, it's almost like a throwaway thing. The management part was actually quite interesting, and funnily enough, um, it's something which didn't really sink in at the time, but years later when I started my own business, it really sunk in. And I think from a from a young age, uh, I've always kind of wanted to work for myself, and that percolated in the background. But like most people, I left uh, full time education and went straight into employment. I didn't work for myself, and I think that bit is interesting. I saw something uh, very interesting online a few months ago about how the education system isn't really set up for entrepreneurs uh, and business owners. It, the, the the education system in the UK, and I, I imagine it's similar elsewhere in the world, it kind of pushes you down a route where you would get your qualifications, get a job and work for someone else. And I certainly remember at school the business studies wasn't really anything about entrepreneurship and working for yourself and i think that's a i think that's a really big missed opportunity and the the reason is it's you know i'm not saying that everyone who does it will end up working for themselves or being an entrepreneur far from it but then again you know people do science and are able to mean say they're going to turn into um vicars or uh, or or scientists uh, but but nevertheless you have a you have a broad curriculum and i think one of the things missing in the curriculum that has been missing for a long time is actually about business and running businesses because i think even if you don't do it you still have an appreciation of what it would be like to run a business and and therefore you may have more of an appreciation if you're um, a cost from, from a customer's perspective, just as if just as much as you would do if you were actually running the business yourself. I think we kind of we do get it the wrong way around in a way. We took we we we, we skill up for the jobs which require the skills like like being a scientist, being a painter, being a decorator, being a plasterer, being a, a chimney sweep, or, or whatever. But we don't skill up on the business part of it. And one of the reasons that there's so many businesses that quote-unquote fail is not because the businesses themselves are bad in terms of the service that they provide. That you know, There's a lot of highly skilled tradespeople who have businesses that fold. And the reason they fold is, quite frankly, they're no good at the business part of it. We don't put enough emphasis on that we put all the emphasis on the technical aspect you know we talked last week about uh, one of my favorite books is the e-myth and again it they the e-myth hones in on the fact that we we put 
all our eggs in the the technical skills basket, but we don't put it in the business side. And that is why so many businesses really struggle because they just can't get the um, the knowledge in the brain quick enough to be able to make a successful business. And it's it's a real blind spot that I don't think it's, I mean, it's clearly not just an issue in this country. It's a issuing countries around the world. But I really do believe that by by focusing on business skills, it will help everyone, regardless of whether you end up working for yourself or not. So that's my little soapbox out of the way uh, regarding that. Um, in terms of, obviously, if you're finishing school or college, generally speaking, now you have to go into some kind of um, education or training. You can't just go and get a job and that's the end of it. There has to be some further element of training if you're leaving school um, in the in the UK at least. And I would strongly advise anyone who is who is going down that route to to grab it with both hands because I think one of the one of the big issues, and this was certainly something which came to the fore pretty much when I was in my early twenties, there was a big push by the government to send people to university. And that's kind of been a bit looked down on in recent years, like why are we sending all these people to university? They don't need to go to university. I have a slightly different, as someone who's been to university, I have a slightly different take on it, actually. I, I actually think that university is a great experience and it will give you experiences which, quite frankly, the quote-unquote university of life will not give you now it's implied and you see it a lot on on people's uh, social media profiles education university of life it implies that you've had a proper upbringing and you've got learned proper lessons rather than these airy-fairy theological things that you um that that you did at university i have to say it's complete baloney it really is baloney because well, the one thing university teaches you, uh, first of all, is it uh, it, bro- it broadens your horizons both geographically, so you may move away. It certainly uh, broadens your social circle, and you come into contact with people from different backgrounds um, and different and you know different stories, which is which is great. Um, it also teaches you resilience, uh, how to look after yourself, how to, in some cases live on your own for the first time uh which you know if you go straight into a straight into a job you, you may end up being through circumstance uh, living at home for 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 longer and that that those apron strings for want of a better word aren't broken so so going away and um, or even living at home and doing a university degree it's it, it really can broaden your horizons but there are some people who who just don't fancy that uh for, for whatever reason again there's there's nothing wrong with that i think i think i think a hybrid system is good whereby we have the education and the training but we also allow people to to learn on the job as well and i think because of that, I th- I think we'll, we're ending up more with with more people who are who are doing white collar work, who 
maybe after years of doing it, a bit like myself, decided they wanted to do blue-collar work. The idea was that if you graduated and went to work for a bank and it was a job for life, and that was, um, you know, that that was the respectable way to do it. Um, that kind of that kind of idea has now fallen by the wayside. People are much more flexible in terms of their their aspirations. I mean, the idea, you know, the idea that someone would get a degree, work in a white collar industry, and then become a chimney sweep. Actually, if you go back fifty. 100 years ago that would have been like unthinkable it it, it, would, it would actually would have, would have been the other way around it where chimney sweeper worked their way up and they got out of the dust and the dirt and they they had a respectable job in white collar that's completely gone now and that's that's a great thing because what's happening now is because of kind of almost like a, a reverse is happening what you end up with is people who have got the the white collar skills and they got that as the 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 nuts and bolts, the the grounding, and they can learn the blue collar skills. I've always said that it's much easier to learn a trade if you've got some kind of basic infrastructure in place in terms of you you know how to run a business. Um, I've, and I've certainly always said. When you're recruiting, don't recruit on skills alone. That is a that is a really bad idea. Recruit on character and drive and determination because actually that's the thing that'll get people out of bed in the morning. That's the thing that will motivate people. At the end of the day, if you haven't got that, if they're not a, I hate this phrase, but I will use it because I can't think of a better one. If they're not self-starters, then they will, once the initial learning the traders become uh, second nature to them, they will then start to potentially struggle, and and also these days, tr- trades uh, a lot more is, is expected of trades. Uh, you know, people are. I actually did a Google search um, earlier today, and um, I just put in trades people gripes, and I got loads and loads of responses from the likes of you know online forums and articles about why why are tradesmen so unreliable you know and the stories i've been waiting three weeks for this quote and they don't get back to me and they, they will only talk via text and all that people now expect much more from trades and you can take two views of that you can either say well tough this is the way i this is the way i work and that's the end of it and a lot of people do that and a lot of people will continue to do that or you can actually understand where the where the market is going and tell your service accordingly i'm not talking about the service in terms of the technical aspect but the business aspect as well and this is where a lot of trades fall down so and the reason that they fall down is because partly because of the fact that the educational route in this country and other countries doesn't see it as a whole picture. It just sees it as the technical aspect. It doesn't see it as the business aspect as well. It just sees the technical bits. And I really do think that's 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 something that we need to, we need to get straightened out because I think it, it, it gives everyone 
a much more um, level playing surface. Whereas at the moment, because of what's happening in some industries, people are coming into it from from white collar professions like I have. You've kind of you've got the um, the advantage really. Uh, the, you've got the advantage over someone who's been in. Um, so, say for instance you, you, you trained as a painter and decorator and you would had a background in business and you had a background in customer relations and there's someone else who's been in uh, painting and decorator 30 years and just done painting and decorating I guarantee within a few years the person who's got that 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 larger white collar hinterland will do better in business than the person who's been in it this is what's I was I always find it quite funny in a way because it's like I've got thirty years experience in, in plastering, I've got thirty years experience in, you know, painting, decorating. That's great, but have you got thirty years experience in business? Because if you haven't, then you will still always have that kind of that gap in your in your skill set, which is very important to plug. So my advice is 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 always get the business experience as well. So if you're a school leaver, a school leaver and you're wanting to go into a trade, that's fantastic, absolutely, 100%, but get the business experience. In terms of tradespeople now, if, you, if you've been going for many, many years and you haven't got that business training, get the business training because if you don't get the business training, you will be outflanked by people who are coming down the track who've got more experience from you in the business field. You cannot run a. I'm going to say I'm going to say proper business, and I know some will take offence to that. What I mean is that it's actually not just a job that you created for yourself. It's a business that actually works without you. That you can employ people, and the work will get done while you're not on the tools. That is a business. I'm sorry, but anyone who says they've got a business. And they don't have that. The, if the business stops when they stop working on the tools, that's a job you've created for yourself, which is a good thing, but it has significant downsides because basically, if you're ill, there's no income. If you retire, that's the end. There's no that that business cannot create any more income for you. You may be able to sell it, fine. But that's not income. That's 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 a capital um, receipt, um, and you can only spend that once. Whereas if you have something which is um, generating revenue, it's a recurring income. So, for business people um, and trade owners now, my advice is get into it. If you're a trade owner who's looking to expand, then certainly look for people who understand and appreciate the importance of the business aspect. Now, they don't all have to be the next Richard Branson or whatever, but what, they, but what it what it does do, it helps you create better a better business because what happens is those people are naturally understand the value of good customer service. And customer service is key. You might think, well, they don't need to do that. I can do all, I can do all the, the airy-fairy stuff. There's, um, you know, the, the marketing, the, the customer service. Well, you can to a degree, but there's still going to be times when those people are going to be on site and they're the ones there facing your customers. And they are, whether you like it or not, in a customer service role because at that moment in time, they are the only link between the business and themselves. So that your representative needs to be 
as good, if not better, at you than the customer service element. So, you know, to to quote a famous British Prime Minister, education, 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 really, is it? It's always been important. You don't necessarily have to have the qualifications. You know, you can end up with. Um, you can you can leave school without many qualifications. The likes of Alan Sugar did it, and so on. Completely get that. So I'm not saying that you have to have degrees and all this business to to do well in business. What I'm saying is, if you don't have that natural drive, and some people do have that natural drive and can completely blow this argument out the water, but they are the exception; they're not the rule. If you look at them, there's actually very few compared to the amount of businesses that are that are running in the UK. The those people have done it that way. Uh, we always hold them up as a beacon and saying, well, you don't have to go to university because they didn't look at what they did. They are exceptional people. They are not the rule. If they were the rule, then the the bit, the, the the you know businesses would be run by multimillionaires every, and, and most businesses, quite frankly, aren't. So, you know, please don't use those as some kind of yeah, but argument because it's it's just it's just it's like comparing chalk and cheese. So, yeah, I thought I'd um, talk about this today because I think, um, you know, in the next few weeks, people are going to be getting their results and it's going to be quite, uh, you know, it's going to be crunch time. I remember when I got my results, it was a mixture of joy and a bit of disappointment because I knew I should have applied myself a bit better to some of them. But um, it's uh, it's all a lesson and it's all it's all experience. So, you know, don't don't think if you get poor results that it's the end of the road. And by the same token, if you don't think that you got great results, that uh, the world's your oyster, you have more opportunities, but you still have to work hard. And quite frankly, if someone comes to us for a job now, I will always put dedication and drive and commitment well before exam results. And I think most employers nowadays are like that because Exam results may be able to get you through the door, but once you're in it, once you're at interview stage, that's when you're basically seeing whether they're a good fit. And what you mean by a good fit is, are they actually, do they offer more than simply just a, um, you know, a, a, I'm showing my age here, but a, um, a a portfolio full of full of A stars. It's just not the case that you, you they need to have much more get up and go than just being able to produce. Uh, Good exam results, important though they are. So I hope you enjoyed this um, edition of Trade Entrepreneur Podcast. As I always say, great to hear your comments. David at trade-entrepreneur.co.uk is my email address. If you want to give us a like and subscribe on Facebook or on Twitter at TEP Show. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts on Amazon Music on Spotify. Give us a like and a subscribe and it will tell you when the next show is available. Thanks once again for joining me. Have a great week and we'll see you all again very soon. Mm-hmm.